Well, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Crew Sports Pod, episode number 36. I'm Akim, as always, joined here by Vito Patel. And you can interact with us on Twitter at Crew Sports Pod. We're dropping episodes every Thursday throughout football season. With that being said, let's get right into some football talk, Vito. We had a little bit of shakeup in the college football world, and we're going to be starting a new segment for our college football talk. It's just called Props of the Week. Every week, me and Vito going to reflect on last week's matchups and we're just going to give props to, to whoever we think deserves it so i'll let you start us off Vito, in the new segment who are you giving props to for week week four of college football i love this props new segment uh because there's so much going on in college football and some of the crazy stats are like mind-boggling and there's just so many storylines but this week's uh, prop from my end, a uh, little bias to start the first prop segment, but Mike Penix, uh, the reason why there's a little bias was he was IU's former quarterback. Yeah, the Hoosier. Yeah, uh, the Hoosier quarterback leads all of college football in passing yards with 1,388 yards in four weeks, and he's top 10 in passing touchdowns with only one pick. Almost 1,400 yards through four weeks. That's almost 400 yards a game. Yeah, he's tearing apart DBs everywhere, and I mean, uh, I mean, I can't say I expected it, but I do remember the year that IU was like, yeah, undefeated for a decent amount of time and like pretty solid team uh, in 2020, and you know, Penix was going off that year, and so that made me think even further about Mike Penix, which is with this week's prop. He's been 16 and four as a starter in his career, which is like pretty elite company, especially when you consider his teams are like Indiana and Washington, not like a top like 10 team. So, yeah, he's he's been a pretty solid quarterback that I think he's going under the radar. That's a good one. Um, I'm giving my props. I couldn't just choose one. So I'm giving it to the state of Kansas football teams. Uh, state of Kansas is coming a powerhouse in football. Yeah, Kansas State last week upset number six. And then it was number six, Oklahoma, 41 to 34. And we were just talking about on last week's pod about Oklahoma's defense now with Brett Venables. So. Kansas State dropped 41 on them. Now Kansas State's ranked. And then Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. KU, the basketball blue blood school, is 4-0 after beating Duke 35-27. Jalen Daniels, their quarterback, threw for 324 yards and four touchdowns. I think Kansas State's quarterback ran for four touchdowns. So my props go to the state of Kansas' football teams for this week. Yeah, wow. I think Kansas State just has Oklahoma's number. This is like the first time they upset Oklahoma. But Kansas, the Jayhawks, what's going on? I thought the four and oh, you know, their win total for the year was like over under two and a half. So they smashed that. That's like the qu- easiest way to, uh, or quickest way to win a season or under total. I mean, you have to have such a low expectation like Kansas. And actually, I saw something, uh, Kansas. Between their football and basketball team is the longest team to go without a loss because their you know basketball team won a championship. Oh yeah, so that's automatic. If you win the tournament, that's you need to win six games to win the tournament. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All the tournament teams would have lost and didn't win at all. So incredible, incredible stuff uh, happening in Kansas, the Jayhawks. But uh, and actually, I think Jalen Daniels is in the Heisman talk. I would never expect a Kansas anything honestly to be in the Heisman talk. Yeah, he's a Heiser talk. Mike Fedex isn't, but he's a Heiser talk. All right, so that's who we're giving our props to for last week's performance. Looking ahead to next week, you know, we were talking earlier in the pod, and you said this best. 
this upcoming week of football looks like bowl season already. So many ranked matchups. Number five, Clemson versus number 10, NC State. Um, that's, I think, the first top 10 matchup since Notre Dame OSU opening weekend. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen the last top 10 matchup this year. And yeah, this one this one seems still to be a little exciting, but Clemson looked pretty good last week on offense. I mean, their defense struggled a bit, but, you know, this offense, everyone was scared about in Clemson. So we'll see. But NC State's going to be a real test back-to-back, too, after Wake Forest. Clemson looked beatable, having taken Wake Forest in two overtimes. But I think Wake Forest is good. Uh, but number 22, Wake Forest plays number 23, Florida State. Yeah, speaking of star, a really good quarterback play, Sam Hartman played just as good, if not better, than DJ last week. And so, and Florida State, the Knowles look, they look pretty good. I'm not saying they're back yet. That's a little premature, but they look like they could be pretty good. I mean, 4 0 start. That's yeah. solid. Yeah, they have to do that a little bit. They're on their way back. Number two, Alabama takes on number 20, Arkansas, in a SEC matchup. Arkansas la- lost last week, but I feel like after Auburn, Arkansas usually. Like, I feel like they give Bama some trouble, but Bama ends up winning. Yeah, last year's game was close, and it will be in Arkansas. So I'll expect it to be a little close, especially after a loss, but I can't see Bama losing it. And then another basketball school turned football school, number seven, Kentucky, against 14 Ole Miss, another SEC matchup. Oh, man, I love to see these top 15 matchups, especially in the SEC. It's going to be gritty. Both undefeated as well, heading into that one. And then we got number nine, Oklahoma State, versus number 16, Baylor. Oh, my God. And actually, after Oklahoma losing, this seems like this game is going to possibly decide the Big 12. I know it's kind of early to say that this year, since they both still have to play Oklahoma. Well, Baylor's already 3-1, and one, so if they lose two losses, I could see them being out of it. And then if Oklahoma State loses, and now the big three teams in the conference got one loss, then basically they need to win out and win the championship for playoff contention. So I think this is a big game for Oklahoma State. They can stay undefeated. Yeah, honestly, that made, that made me think too. I, I kind of realized, like, you know how uh, the big, tw- the, the everyone talks about the Pac-12 who hasn't made, like, the playoffs. It's like, I think Washington that one year in, like, randomly in, like, 2016 or 2017. I want to say mm-hmm. uh, the big 12 has not made the playoffs since Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts got ran through by LSU. That was the last time a Big 12 team made the playoffs. That was 2019. That wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I mean, it's a three playoffs now, yeah, I guess. But is it going to be another year without them? I, I think this game goes a ways to deciding that. I think Oklahoma State needs it. Yeah, for the conference, yeah. And then uh, probably a top not-ranked match. We've got number four, Michigan, taking on their first test of the year in Iowa, but... Iowa doesn't look great on offense, to be honest. <laughs> they have the worst offense ever. Actually, yeah, but a top defense oh, that, I, plays, I, that plays more offense than their own defense. offense. Yeah, two safeties first week and three, I mean, two pick sixes like last week. <laughs> their defense plays good on offense. But yeah, Michigan's first road game of the year, too. Fifth week, they're going finally on the road. They had four home games in a row, so. Pretty easy schedule, I guess is my point, but this is going to be a challenge for that uh, Michigan offense that's kind of young. Uh, but the thing is, I don't see Iowa scoring a point, honestly, on offense. They could have some defensive and special teams touchdowns, though. Um, but yeah, so with five ranked matchups and plenty of other good unranked matchups, uh, I think next week there's going to be a lot of shakeup in the AP rankings. And maybe luckily, maybe not for us, Notre Dame's on a bye, so we're going to sit back and watch madness this weekend 
Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to just watch Madness without having too much of a stake or stress in any of it. Uh, yeah, but there's no way this weekend disappoints, so it's going to be good. But moving on to NFL now. Two undefeated teams left in the league, one from the AFC, one from the NFC. And if you were to guess that after three weeks, the two undefeated teams would be the Eagles and the Dolphins, uh, I don't know. If you knew that, you should like go invest in some lottery tickets. I will say, yeah, there's no way. It's no way the Dolphins for sure. Maybe you could say the Eagles because a lot of people were talking about how improved they'd be, but no way I would predict the Dolphins, especially knowing the Dolphins had to play the Patriots, Ravens, and the Bills. Is the first three. Mm-hmm. That is, there's no way. I barely would expect it to get out of there one and two. I mean, and like, if you look at like the NFL power rankings so far, it's like Eagles one, Dolphins two. Wow. We were talking about in our recent NFL pod about you know, teams were most excited for. And you're going to talk about how the Eagles were going to be good. Like we, we said, they had got a solid team, but I don't know if I could trust Jalen Hurts to lead a team yet to like be elite. But so far, I'm pretty wrong. Yeah, no, he's been doing pretty good. I mean, I didn't expect it to be that good. I expected their defense to take a step up. And I was like, okay, you know, Jalen didn't have many weapons. So, you know, having A.J. Brown is going to help. And I didn't realize how good A.J. Brown actually is, too. Like, he's top three, I think, in receiving yards or top four. And he's been dominating defenses. I think just recently, Devonta Smith showed, you know, I'm receiver, too, for a reason. So they look pretty good at offense. Devonta had 150 yards by halftime last weekend. yeah. He's showing some of his Heisman moves. <laughs> and like it's like Jalen Hurts isn't just looking good on the ground, which he's got like plenty of rushing yards up. He looks good throwing the ball. So like Yeah, absolutely. I'm impressed. The Eagles look good. I see the Alabama connections in these though. So two uh, Alabama's quarterback had Waddle, one of those Alabama stud receivers, and Hurts, another Alabama quarterback, had Devonta Smith, another Alabama stud receiver. Um, and they're both going off as wide receiver twos. The arguably bottle could be wide receiver one. I'm not going to lie. He looks pretty good. Okay, after last weekend, Devontae outplayed A.J. Brown, too. That's true. Dang. I mean, they they have their weeks, but yeah. So how good Alabama is every year? They got players all over the league. Exactly. They got to play again in the NFL. But that is crazy, though. But so let's talk a little bit about our teams. Both of our teams are 2-1. and one. Uh, We lost this week as one. But I got a question for you, Vito. What do you make of Fields and the passing game for the Bears? Because, like, on the season, we played three games. Fields has less than 300 yards passing on the season. Yeah, it's definitely concerning. Uh, Bears fans, uh, I mean, obviously me included, were like, okay, week one, we kind of played like almost a hurricane. Sure, we didn't expect Fields to do much. Then week two, we're like, okay, Packers and Rodgers control the ball. We're a little concerned. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we're still pretty concerned, but we're like, you know what? Houston will be a good chance for him to bounce back. And he only threw 106 yards and two picks against Houston, and now we're kind of scared. We thought he was the answer, uh, and it might not be, and his development's not really there. I will say, as Bears fans, we are excited about our running game, though. Uh, it seems like we ran all ran pretty well against all three of the teams we played so far, but, like, we want to see us pass the ball. I will say some of it, though, is that our receiver group is one of the weakest in the NFL. But still, we should see more. I mean, you got Mooney and Kement. Yeah, which is more the Packers have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they also got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I don't think Fields is Rodgers, but like, I would see... I like to see somewhere similar numbers to Rodgers. Like, you see Rodgers struggling, but he still makes something happen. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he also doesn't have that many pass attempts. Like, what? You get like 15 attempts a game. 
maybe. That's like nothing in the NFL. That's true. That's a good way to put it. We are running heavy, and I mean, to be honest, I guess why would it be given how much success we've had running? You got two good running backs too, because uh, yeah. Khalil Herbert last week against the Texans when when Monty went down still looked good, and I think Herbert's got like yeah two touchdowns week one, two touchdowns last week. I think yeah, they both look really good, honestly. Uh, I can't tell which one's better. They're both averaging over four yards to carry. Solid. Khalil's averaging seven yards to carry actually. <laughs> That's really yeah. solid. And both of them are top 25 in the NFL in rushing yards. When you have a two running back system, that's pretty good. But most importantly, we're winning games to running the ball. So I don't know. Maybe that's just we're a ground and pound team now that plays good defense, like the old Bears. Ah, trying to model yourself after the 85 Bears. <laughs> exactly. Walter Payton on offense. And... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Um, the Bills lost a tough one last week to the Dolphins. Man, multiple people were telling me if Poyer or Hyde were in the game, that last like long pass to Waddle that set him up at like the three yard line or whatever would have been picked. That was a tight fit. That was I don't know if that throw. I don't know if Tua should have made that throw, but Waddle failed him, and the defense was kind of mid. I mean, okay, so we had we have no DBs left. We're working out Xavier Rhodes because we've got no one. I mean, Trey, uh, towards uh, ACL last Thanksgiving, he's still out. He should be back in a couple weeks. That's corner one. Uh, Dane Jackson, or corner number two, had that scary neck injury in week two and was hospitalized. But luckily, I think they said not too severe. He left the hospital the next day or that night, I think. That was corner two. And then corner three is our slot corner. Taron Johnson, he's, he's, thank God, he's still in. He's still doing good. So that's our most experienced guy. Corners four and five now were our rookies from this past draft. <laughs> our sixth-round rookie, Bentford, and our first-round pick, Elam. Bentford broke his hand and left the game against Miami. So that's down three of our top four. Our safeties, both of them are out. Poyer and Hyde are out. Of course, Mike Hyde's out for the season. So we had Johnson, our sixth-round pick from 2019, and our sixth-round pick from last year were our two safeties this past weekend. So a lot of inexperience, to say the least, in our secondary. I was actually surprised that you guys weren't even able to hold that uh, Dolphins offense to, as well as you guys did, given uh, given all the injuries. Yeah, and then we ended up losing the game on offense. All that being yeah, said. Yeah, I was surprised, yeah. So, but, I mean, learning experience. Those are the kind of games that you got to win if you want to do good in the playoffs. Cause, like That's how they're going to be. You need to like, manage late-game situations better. Like that last second, like McKenzie's they're trying to run out of bounds. You just dropped a little earlier. Give the ref like a second or two more to set the ball down. Could have got a spike off and a potential field goal kick. I, mean, I don't know. It's definitely probably a painful loss, but I mean, I still wouldn't count out the bills, but I am a little concerned with the secondary, like a uh, lot of injuries. And wait, so how long till Trey White's back? Uh, he might be back in like a couple weeks. Not too bad. I mean, the offense is so high-powered, too, that I feel like you could outscore most opponents. You don't even have to worry about too much about defense. Uh, how about Poyer? Do you know? Poyer should be back. I don't think his, it's, like, too long. Like, maybe, like, a week or two. Oh, okay. But, I mean, high, losing Hyde for the season is definitely devastating. That hurt, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's a neck injury, too, and he's had, like, a history of neck injuries. So, hopefully he's all right. Hopefully he can come back, but... Like you said, I think we got our offense to counter that. And our, our D-line is like deep too. Oh, yeah, we had Phillips and Ed Oliver on the D-line out against the Dolphins too. So we had like, I, mean, I don't even know how many starters I just named on defense out. Like half of our defense almost was out. Dang. But I mean, the thing is like, yeah, even after all that, you only give up 21 points. Yeah. And 
Like, I can't have, like, saying all that. We lost the game on offense, not on defense. So, yeah, it still confused me. I think Alan Wood had 400 yards, though. Like, what what, what happened? I didn't watch the game, I guess, but what happened that caused that? Didn't turn drives into touchdowns. Oh, a lot of field goals. Well, we missed a field goal. Um, we went for it on fourth in the red zone and didn't get it. So, like, you just walked away from points. Oh, wait, that was the game. Oh, my God. That was the game where they did the butt safety, right? <laughs> Yeah, oh, so that was like we went for it on fourth from like the one, didn't get it. So they got it on the one, couldn't move it, and then they kicked the safety, or like they kicked it out the back of the end zone. The safety. So like instead of needing a touchdown, then we needed a field goal, but then we couldn't get the field goal off in the last second. So oh, it was still towards the end of the game too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was like oh, we we're driving. It was what? So then the score would have been what twenty one seventeen, and we're driving. So we you need a touchdown because there's like just a couple minutes left. So you need a touchdown. Like field goal's not going to win you the game. Uh, so he went for it on fourth and like one. It was like the one or two. Didn't get it. Turned it over. But we stopped him three times. They got a punt. And their punter's like really backed up. Kicks it right into the player's butt. And it goes out the back of the end zone. Uh, and then they punted it like for the kickoff. And they got a good punter. It was like basically a kickoff. Oh, wow. So, I mean, but then we try to go to the field. Because now we just need a field goal, right? And then that, that McKenzie play was like the last play of the game. Oh, that's tough. That's tough because the defense did everything. The offense could could score in the touchdown drive and they couldn't score in the... Yeah, I couldn't get a field goal off. So that's what I'm saying. We lost on offense, even with all the defensive injuries. But moving ahead to the pick we're playing the Ravens next week. So that'll be another test. Lamar is looking like he's making a run for a second MVP. He's got, what, like 12 touchdowns on the season already? Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Oh, my God. That will be a test for our defense. But let me look here. I mean, I picked Buffalo, of course, but you picked. Uh, you picked Baltimore. Oh man, I I don't. I think Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are right now playing like arguably the two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. But uh, the Ravens secondary isn't as injury pro like injured as the Bills secondary. So, and it's in Baltimore, I believe. Right? Yeah, it's in Baltimore. So. I'm gonna take over the Ravens. Only the thing that makes me upset about this game, though, is why is it at one o'clock? This is like definitely one of those classic prime time game, or at least four twenty-five pushback games. Like it should get like one of those like prime time slots. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good games this weekend, though. I think the prime time games are good too. Yeah, actually, you know, just a solid football weekend for both college and NFL. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. But um, okay, we'll go back to the Thursday night game. Jumped ahead a little bit. Thursday night is Miami at Cincy. And even though Miami is three and zero, and like probably one of the hottest teams in the league, we both picked Cincy. Yes. Wow. I'm actually surprised you picked Cincy, but I mean, I'm assuming you're gonna say the same thing for me. I just think like they're due for a loss. Yeah, same. That's what I was thinking because I think the last two games are kind of fluky wins, and I also think Cincy started the season with a couple fluky losses. So one side has a lot to prove. Prime time at home. Let's do it. And plus, did you see the new Cincinnati uniforms? I love that the all white. Yes, that they're gonna oh, be wearing Thursday night. Yeah, they are not losing that fit. No, no. Look good, feel good, play good. No, this might is this the first time Tua plays Joe Burrow? Maybe it's not, but since the since the college days, yeah, the LSU Bama showdown. Uh, it was Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow versus two. Well, two had like four receivers, but two had Waddle as one of them. I it might be actually because I mean I I don't know why they would play Miami otherwise. Because it'd be like every four years. So yeah, this might be the first time. That's a cool match. Cool little game within the game. 
Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, uh, but on Sunday, we got our first international game of the year. Uh, Minnesota versus New Orleans is going to be in London. So it's going to have a 930 game this week. Um, but I got Minnesota. You got New Orleans. Yeah, I, I just want Jefferson to get back and going. Uh, but I also feel like the Saints have underperformed. So I think both teams need this win pretty badly. And I think it's a coin flip. I just haven't been that impressed with the Saints. And I think Minnesota, like, I don't know, they're pretty up and down, but they're pretty good still. So I went with the Vikings. Uh, moving on, though, we both got Cleveland versus Atlanta. We both got Dallas taking on Washington. We both got Detroit at Seattle. I think Detroit's looking decent this year. Uh, Tennessee at Indianapolis. I got Tennessee. You got Indianapolis. What went on with Indy last week. They went from looking like the worst team in the league, getting blown out by the Jaguars, shut out by the Jaguars, to beating Kansas City. Yeah, I guess they finally had to step it up because they're supposed to be decent going into the year. But yeah, I think it is a different cat at home. So watch out. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, Derek Henry looked better last week. So I think Tennessee's getting, getting their feet under him too. So I think that might be a pretty close game. Yeah, divisional battle too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago at the Giants. You went Bears. I went Giants. A tough loss for the Giants on Monday night. I think they bounced back. Uh, I was thinking the same, but honestly, the most important player are the Bears. Justin Fields needs to bounce back for three weeks of playing pretty poor. So <laughs> <laughs> if he if he bounces back and our defense is playing like it's been this year, I think we steal this one on the road. Okay, okay. Some confidence in your team. Uh, next, we both got Philly at Jacksonville. Both of these teams look pretty good. I didn't expect this from Jacksonville, but okay. Uh, Pittsburgh at the Jets. Uh, Jets are still themselves. We both got Pittsburgh. Chargers at Houston. Chargers was a surprise last week to Jacksonville that we just talked about, uh, but we both got the Chargers. Jacksonville may be legit. Their defense looks better than we thought, and Trevor Lawrence is developing pretty fast in second year. Yeah, that is definitely a surprise of the, the early season so far. Uh, going into the afternoon, the later afternoon games, Arizona at Carolina. I got Arizona. You got Carolina. Interesting pick there. Well, I guess Arizona hasn't really performed to their potential given the star power they have on that team. No, they have it. And I think Carolina's their defense has looked pretty solid. Baker Mayfield kind of stinks, though. They're not gonna lie, he's not good. Yeah, I expected more from from him too, especially having like C Mac on the team. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Interesting pick or interesting game. Uh, New England at Green Bay. We both got Green Bay. I think Mac Jones might be out. So I was like, that's, I don't know what New England, I don't even know who New England's backup is. No, neither do I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Denver at Vegas. We both got Vegas. Denver, uh, I think at some point they're going to figure it out, but just another week in which they haven't, even though they're winning, they're two and one, but that's an ugly two and one for sure. Mm-hmm. You can say that for sure. <laughs> uh, but heading into the primetime games, I think these are pretty good. The Sunday night game, Kansas City versus Tampa. Both teams need to bounce back. I went with Kansas City bouncing back. You went with Tampa bouncing back. Yeah, same logic to you. Both teams need to bounce back. But Tampa Bay at home. Because these teams are both elite. These teams are both contenders. These teams have both played each other in the Super Bowl. I'll go with Tom Brady, though. I like Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. The new versus the old. And then Monday night, another divisional game. The Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. I picked 49ers. You went Rams. I thought I was picking the underdog because I just assumed the Rams would be favored. But San Francisco's actually favored. So you picked the underdog. Wait, what? I didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I mean, <laughs> I just figured the the Rams are the better team. Divisional game, it'll be tough in regards to it's on the road. Jimmy G changes the things, right? I don't know, maybe, but San Francisco usually plays the Rams pretty tough, so I I went with them. Yeah, NFC Conference Championship Revenge, too. Like, once you're playing a rival, it's like, who's supposed to win and, like, the better team and all, all that gets thrown out the window, and it's like a toss-up every time, especially this conference or this division. This weekend is such a stack slate. Wow, I just, so, wow. So many Super Bowl and NFC Championship rematches and undefeated teams with challenges. Oh, what a good slate. And then, obviously, the Ravens and, Ravens and uh, Bills might be the best game of them all. Uh, there's a lot of good games, college and NFL. So with that, Vito, we're going to move into the locks of the week with all these good games going on. So as usual, me and Vito each get $100 a week hypothetically spend however we want on betting. We've stuck to college and, and NFL football, but maybe we can do it however we want. And through four weeks of doing it, I'm up $35 so far. Vito, you're down $35. Uh, last week, we both were pretty much even i was down six dollars on the week you were down you were up a dollar on the week dang i'm not even sure how that's possible i guess it's just a dollar amounts per bet i guess it makes an incremental difference so that's basically dead zero yeah pretty much um but looking ahead to this week Vito, what are your locks of the week i'm looking forward to getting my locks finally back in place i think i need a few weeks to kind of comprehend which teams actually what but I'm going to start with the Thursday night game. I'm going to uh, go Bengals money line. It's a small bet, but minus 205 for 20. Uh, but then I'm going to get a little more risky uh, with the next couple ones. So NC State at Clemson. Clemson, some of offense looks good. I don't think their defense looks bad two weeks in a row. So give me Clemson minus 110. I mean, minus six and a half for uh, 110. And then, yeah, that one was 30. Texas A&M money line is actually plus 150. So I'm putting 35 on A&M to pull off the road upset for some reason. I don't know why it's called an upset. Mississippi State's favorite in that game. That's interesting. That is. I, I'm confused. Uh, but I'll, hopefully my pockets will be. <laughs> um, and then Bills at Ravens. I'm sorry to do this to you, but I'm going to take the Ravens money line. I don't know why they're not favored at home, but I think they should be for $15. I'll give you that one as a as a value pick. Yeah, it's a value pick. It's go even awesome. <laughs> uh, so I have I got one college one. I I went back to my Alabama picks. Alabama versus Arkansas first quarter over fourteen. So I'm thinking there's two touchdowns in the first quarter. It either pushes or if someone also kicks a field goal or something, it goes through. That's uh, plus one hundred five. I put twenty dollars there, and then. My other 80, I split it 40 and 40 between two two-leg NFL parlays. So the first one, I got Philadelphia money line over Jacksonville parlayed with Minnesota money line over New Orleans. So both of them together to win. Give me plus 133 odds. It's 40 bucks on that. And the last 40, I went the Chargers money line over Houston paired with Green Bay money line over New England. That one's minus 139 odds. And then also the last 40 on there. So... Those are my three picks. I didn't hit my parlay last week. Actually, I did a reverse sweep with with Buffalo and Kansas City money line. So I'm I'm trying again. <laughs> oh, wait, oh wow, you hit neither. <laughs> wow. I thought those were both locks too. Oh my goodness. Wow, same, so I. I was like, that might be the easiest money you ever make. <laughs> wow, if you did the opposite of that, though, oh my, that payout would be insane. Thankfully, I had I had last week. I had Najee anytime touchdown score plus one sixty to to bail out the reverse sweep. <laughs> no, that was amazing. 
Yeah. Wow. But I mean, this week I kind of like it. I am a little concerned about uh, the Minnesota one, and even the Philadelphia, Philadelphia and Minnesota one's gonna be tough because is Jacksonville like Jacksonville might be the real deal? There's no way it's Jacksonville they haven't been the <laughs> real deal what... ever. Yeah, except Blake Bortles had that one year for some reason. <laughs> yeah, they did. They went to the AFC Championship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still understand that. Uh, but I don't know if Jacksonville. I. I would I would sleep on. I mean, yeah, I I was sleeping on Indy last week, so man, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville blew out uh, a really good Chargers team. The Colts beat Kansas City, who beat the Chargers. So um, extensive transit property. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, okay, that's, that's fair. I don't know. We will see. I am excited. A lot of really good ranked matchups in college and a lot of really good rivalry matchups in the NFL. Yeah, I really didn't realize how good this weekend of football is going to be until we started talking about it. Yeah, same. So many. Five ranked matchups in the college football and, and one of them is top 10, so that's going to be good. And then all the primetime games I think are going to be fun in NFL, so look forward to it. I think we're going to have plenty to talk about next week um, in terms of all things football. So with that being said, We'll see you guys next Thursday.